Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Mystery Theater Old Time Radio, a podcast that takes you back to the golden age of radio, where the mysteries unfold in the shadows and the suspense keeps you on the edge of your seat. So grab your detective hats and get ready for another thrilling adventure. Rocks on this side. What'd you think of the game last night? Didn't see it. Had it some game. So what? So nothing, I guess. How about some service? What do you have? Coffee, Black. Right along the dock. Hi, Larry. That's allowed. Remember, you don't know me. Relax. Everything's gonna be okay. It's easy for you to say. You do what I asked you. Think I'd be nuts enough not to? I'm your pal. Yeah, yeah, but a bunch of guys aren't... Who just came in? Relax, will you, Larry? It's nobody, just a guy. Is he looking at me? Nah. You sure? Sure, I'm sure. He's harmless. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the guy after me looks harmless, too. I tell you, I'm going nuts waiting. Relax, will you? He'll never find you. Maybe he's already found me. I don't know what he looks like. Well, he doesn't know what you look like, so you're leaving. Why don't you make that call? Yeah, I... I guess I might as well. Where's the phone? Hey, you. Where's the telephone? In the back, on the left. Thanks. Watch the door, will you? Sure. Hello? I, I want to talk to Boston Blackie. This is Boston Blackie. Oh, this is Larry Brown. Remember me? <laughs> you always were quick with a joke, Blackie. But you aren't quick with paying your debts. Well, I, I got the whole hundred dollars for you now, Blackie. In an envelope in my name at the Williams Hotel. The whole hundred. What am I supposed to do about it? Well, pick it up anytime you want. All right, Larry, we're square. But what's the reason for the sudden payoff? Well, I'm leaving town, Blackie. And uh, <laughs> uh, now that you mention it, it's the kind of payoff I like. Mm-hmm. 
Now meet Richard Calmer's Boston Blackie. Enemy to those who make him an enemy, friend to those who have no friends. Hey, Monahan, if the commissioner calls, tell him I'm on my way to his office now. Inspector Faraday, huh? Inspector. Well, look who's come out in the sunlight. Gee, I hoped you'd remember me, Inspector. You know what I mean? Okay, Wilson, what do you want? A little information, Inspector. It's sort of in return for the information I gave you about the Johnson mob last sure, year. Sure, sure. What is it? I'm in a hurry. Well, it's kind of important, Inspector. I've been I've been waiting out here a couple of hours. You know what I mean? Sure, I know what you mean. What do you want? Well, where can I get in touch with Boston Blackie? Where's he live now? What do you want him for? There's personal reasons. There's nothing... You know what I mean. Nothing you'd be interested in. Okay, it better not be. Blackie lives at 51 Sunset Parkway. The doorman will give you the apartment number. Oh, thanks. Thanks for the information, Inspector Faraday. I'll do the same for you someday, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Fine thing. I give information to the underworld. All of a sudden, I'm a stool pigeon to a stool pigeon. Who is it? It's my Blackie, Shorty. Why all the sudden formality? Come on in. The door was open. Come on in, but be careful. The floors have just been waxed and those scatter rug skin. Yeah, sure. Hey, they sure look slick. Look, uh, I'm, I'm sorry I've been gone so long, boss. Anything wrong? Oh, no, 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 not exactly, boss. Did you go to the bank for me? Oh, sure, Blackie. I, I got to the bank all right, but uh, not exactly soon enough. And by not exactly soon enough, you mean too late? Well, uh, sort of. And by sort of, you mean yes. Shorty, can't I trust you with as simple a thing as going to the bank for me? You left two hours ago. I went straight to the bank, boss. How straight? Well, straight down Sunset Parkway to River Boulevard, and what do I bump into but Pete Matthews? So you went somewhere with Matthews, huh? Yeah, but that was all right, boss, because Pete said if I walk over the east side with him, he'd get his brother Bonnie to drive me there on his motorcycle. And I figured riding on Bonnie's cycle was faster than walking. Then you didn't go straight to the bank. Well, sure I did, boss. Straight to the east side and then straight to the bank on Bonnie's motorcycle. All the time it was straight to the bank. Only uh, something happened when Bonnie and me was riding a motorcycle. Don't tell me. I know. You took a shortcut. Gee, how'd you know, boss? Never mind. Because you didn't get to the bank in time, I have a date with Mary in one hour, and all I have in my pocket is 98 cents and a paper clip. Well, boss, there's that hundred Larry Brown left for you in the envelope at the Williams Hotel. No, that's way uptown. It'll take an hour to get there, and Mary's in no mood to wait. Oh, boss, I sure am sorry, but if Bonnie and me hadn't bumped into Joey Hatch... Never mind, never mind. I'll cash a check at Martin's tonight, which is probably what I should have done. Oh, that, that Slatchy Thomas. On the way to the bank, I bumped into him, too, and told him to meet me here. Fine, fine. Let him in. Uh, thanks, boss. Come on in, let's... Yeah, I'm looking for Boston Blackie, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, sure, come on in. Hey, boss, it ain't Latchy. Who is it, Johnny? Some guy to see you. Yeah, it's me, Blackie. Wow! Ain't that floor slick, you know what I mean? Yeah, a little overambitious waxing. Careful, especially on those scatter rugs. Yeah. Well, what is it this time, Wilson? Okay, you gotta do me a favor, Blackie. How much favor? Well, now, I, I ain't the one to ask this kind of thing from anybody, Blackie, but then I'm sort of up against it, you know what I mean? All I have in my pocket is 98 cents. I'll split it with you. Oh, gee. Well, thanks, Blackie, but that ain't enough, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm sorry, Wilson. I just don't happen to have... Say, I can let you have $100 if you'll go to the trouble to get it. Oh, no trouble at all, Blackie. All right. Go to the Williams Hotel uptown. Ask for the desk. Uh, at the desk, rather, for an envelope in Larry Brown's name. Yeah. Brown left it for me. It, there's $100 in it. Huh. I, I go to the Williams Hotel uptown, huh? And ask for an envelope for Larry Brown, huh? And I'll have 100 bucks, huh? Yeah, huh? 
Gee, I'll beat it right up there. And thanks, Blackie, thanks a million, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean, Wilson. You mean thanks a hundred. Okay, you. Duck? Keep huh? walking. This ain't no water pistol in your bag. You, you, you got the wrong guy, bud. The, the wrong guy, you know what I mean? I, I ain't done nothing. Walk. Yeah, sure, sure. I... But, but look, I, I didn't rat in the Johnson mob on purpose. I had to. Get in the car here. Yeah, but, but it was what I had to do about the Johnson mob. I was framed in the dull the cops, you know what I mean? Get in the car. Now, look, put, put, put that gun away. Let, let's talk this over first, you know what I mean? Go on, get in. All right. Don't, don't push. All right. But look, you, you got me all wrong, Mr. Rogers. Shut just... up. Yeah, Step but... moving to the shack on a riverfront, Joe. Hey, now, wait a minute. And don't go through any red lights. Yeah, but hey, We I... don't want this guy picked up by the cops too soon. <laughs> That air pump going. That diver down there's no salmon. What makes you think we'll find the body in this section of the river, Captain? Well, Inspector Faraday, your witness said they saw the body dumped in off 86th Street, so we start looking from there. Oh, in case the body was planted in concrete, huh? Right. Chances are the current wouldn't affect it then. Hey, that light's flashing on and off. Yeah. What's that mean? My divers found something. Give me the phone, Tom. Hey, found something, huh? All right, down there. Go ahead. Found huh? the body, Captain. Good work, Jake. Can you bring it up yourself? No, the feet are in a block of cement. Send down the grapple. Coming right down, Jake. Stand by. Okay. We found your body for you, Inspector Faraday. Good, good. Uh, how long before you get it up? In a minute. Okay, men. Over the side with the grapple. Let it go. Stand by, Inspector Faraday. We'll have your body for you in no time. Stop calling it my body, will you? <laughs> Sorry. Jake, do you hear me? Go ahead. The grapple's on its way down. Yeah, I see it. Lower it another fathom. Lower one fathom. Hold it. Jacob. Right. How's it now, Jake? Swing it to starboard, eight feet. Eight feet to starboard. Hold it. Jacket. Got it, Jake? Okay, Captain. She's hooked on, hold her up. Draw her in, boys. Draw her in. Hey, fish me topside out of this mud hole, will you, Captain? I ain't nobody. Okay. Stand by. Okay. Here comes your body, Inspector Faraday. Will you stop calling it my body? Well, it isn't mine. Swing it over the deck, boys. On the deck. Come on, hoist it clear of the gunnel. Swing it over the deck. Lower it to the deck. Come on, lower it. Lower. Well, that witness knew what he was talking about. It's the body of a man, all right. A little lower. Lower. Okay, let her rest. Hmm. Hasn't been in the water long. Want to have a look for identification, Inspector? Yeah, I might as well start now. It's murder, all right. Look at that block of cement he's wearing for shoes. Yeah, it's murder. Inspector, you look like you know him. Know him? Sure I know him. That's Pete Wilson, a stool pigeon. And this morning he asked me for the address of Boston Blackie. Think Boston Blackie killed him? How do I know? All I know is as soon as he found out where Blackie lived, he died. Hello? Blackie? Yeah? That is Shorty. Yes, yeah, Shorty. Did Lachie Thomas get there yet? No, he hasn't. Well, look, boss, when he gets there, tell him to come over to Skate's Latimer's place, will you? 
But when you left here, I thought you were going to Barney's. Yeah, I was, boss, but on the way, I met Skinny Atkinson. Me and him decided to go to Barney's by way of Joe's. Then why aren't you at Joe's? Well, on the way to Joe's, we stopped at Skeet's. Uh, will you tell Latchy? <laughs> I'll tell him. Uh, thanks, boss. Bye. Bye, Shorty. Come in. Uh, hello, Blanky. Well, it's back to Faraday. What an unpleasant surprise. Too bad you can't stay. Yeah? Don't try to slam that door. Don't move another step, Blanky, till I say so. Faraday, your gun is showing. Blanky, I said don't move. All right, Inspector. What have I done this time? Hit a home run through a grocery store window? It's murder, Blanky. You are so right, Inspector. It's murder. I know the time, the place, the motive, everything. Don't tell me you even know the victim. Pete Wilson. Pete Wilson? He came up here to see you this morning. I know that because I gave him your address. Oh, thanks so much, Inspector. That little controversy, uh, rather that little courtesy of yours, cost me $100. And it cost Pete Wilson his life. He came up here to make a deal with you. You went in with him, then killed him for his share of the take. The take yesterday was $100, my $100. Well, the take right now is you, down to headquarters. And I'm the guy who can do it. Look, Faraday, did it ever occur to you that... I said, come on, and no tricks. You did say, come on, but you didn't say no tricks. Well, I'm saying it now, no tricks. Come on. Just a minute, Inspector. You're coming right now. As soon as I tie my shoe, do you mind? Leave it untied. Maybe you'll trip and break your neck. I wouldn't give you that much pleasure. May I tie my shoelace? All right, tie it. Thanks. Say, what's this on the rug? Never mind what's on the rug. I do mind. You're on the rug. So maybe if I pull it... Hey, Blanky! Blanky, don't! When you drop, you drop everything, Faraday, even your gun. Help me, Blanky! So help yourself, Inspector. Oh, and Faraday, I mustn't forget my manners. Please don't get up. I was just leaving anyhow. Our story began when Larry Brown telephoned Blackie to inform him that the $100 Brown owed Blackie was waiting for Blackie in an envelope in the Williams Hotel in Larry Brown's name. When Pete Wilson, underworld character, came to Blackie to borrow money, Blackie sent him to the Williams Hotel to pick up the envelope. Wilson is not seen again until he's fished out of the river, murdered. Inspector Faraday of the police is convinced Blackie killed Wilson because earlier that day he himself had given Wilson Blackie's address. When Faraday attempts to arrest Blackie, Blackie, as usual, escapes. To continue our story, we return to the waterfront restaurant as Sam, Larry Brown's one-time gangster, walks in and takes a seat at the counter. Afternoon. Hey. What do you have? Two eggs, scrambled, coffee, and give me a couple of rolls. Number two, beat up. Rocks on the side. What did you think of the game this afternoon? Didn't see it. Right, that was some game. So what? Well, nothing, I guess. How about some service? What do you have? Coffee, Black. Go on in the dark. Hi, Larry. Da-da. Don't let this counterman see you talking to me. Relax, will you? I can't. I'm not off the spot yet. How do you know? Well, I don't know. I'm sure I'm mixed up. Wouldn't you be mixed up, too? Every time you took a step, it might be your last one. Turning yelling? One more crack like that, Sam, and I'm... I'm sorry, Larry. I didn't mean anything. You better not. Where have you been? Out driving around. I didn't see you drive up. I parked up the street a little. Drive up by the Williams Hotel? Yeah. Go in. You think I'm crazy? Relax. If your plan works out, you don't have nothing to worry about. Read your paper. I'll see you later. Okay. It's impolite to read when you have company, Larry. What? What's the matter? Nervous? No. No, nothing's, uh, nothing's the matter, Blackie. Uh, how are you? I don't know. 
What are you doing down here? I'm just looking. Oh, Shorty. Yeah, boss. Watch down the street as well as up. I saw one of Faraday's cars in the neighborhood. Yeah, but it didn't spot us, boss. Just the same. Be on the lookout. Okay. You in trouble with the cops, Blackie? No more than usual. It's a hideout you want. I haven't... I just want some information. I don't know anything. Do you know Pete Wilson? Wilson? Pete Wilson? No. Do you know he's been murdered? No. I've been making it my business not to know much of anything these days. Reason? Knowing things isn't always healthy. Look, Larry, I'm not trying to involve you in anything. Yeah? Why should I? You mean everything between us is okay? In a manner of speaking. You got that envelope I left for you and everything? No, Larry, I didn't. But now that you mention it, Pete Wilson got it. Oh, Wilson got the letter. And he got everything, too. You're sure this guy Wilson picked up that envelope? According to the clerk at the hotel, as far as I can find out, that's the last time he was seen alive. You making that crack for a reason? No, except that, well, I thought maybe you could tell me whether or not there's a possible connection between that envelope and Wilson's death. How should I know? I'll see you around, Blackie. Uh, wait a minute, I'm not through. Oh, but I am. I got an appointment. Well, look, uh, where can I get in touch with you? Who knows? I don't. I'll be moving around here and there. So long. Come on, Shorty. We might as well go, too. Okay, if you say so. Come on. All right. Gee, Blackie, you know... We ain't no better off than we was before we found this guy, Brown. We may be, Shorty. It's possible that Brown engineered Wilson's killing. You think so, boss? I might as well think so. I haven't any other ideas. Come on, there's Brown getting into his car up the street. Let's get mine and follow him. Sure, sure, boss. It's only a long shot, but I have an idea. Hey! Look, Shorty. Brown's car. It's a wreck. A wreck? Looks like it's been bombed. It was, Shorty, when Brown stepped on the starter. Come on, let's have a look. Yeah, come on. Gee, boss, there ain't much left of anything. Nobody will ever be able to prove that a guy by the name of Larry Brown was in this car. Gosh, no. I think I know why this happened, too, which gives me an idea. Shorty, give me your wallet. Oh, sure, sure, boss, here. Okay. Hey, boss, well, what's the idea of throwing my wallet in a wreck? I'll tell you later. Let's go. Gosh, boss, when Faraday gets here and finds my wallet, he'll think I was knocked off in a blowout. Yeah, Shorty, I imagine Inspector Faraday will think you've gone all to pieces. Come on, we're going to your place. Why are we using my place as a hideout? The inspector figures I'm dead or he'll come running down here for sure. That's what I want him to do, Shorty. Boss, either you're too smart or I'm too dumb for this kind of thing, and I don't know which. Look, Shorty, I think I know why Larry Brown was killed, and it was no accident. You mean that explosion was supposed to bump him? Mm-hmm. And I want his killers to think he escaped. That's why I threw your wallet into Brown's car. The police will identify the body as yours. Uh, gee, sure glad my poor old mother can't read. She'd feel awful bad about me getting blown up. Don't worry, Shorty. If she even hears about it, we'll go down and clear things up right away. All I want is for Faraday to release a story to the newspapers that you and not Brown was killed in that explosion. Look, I, I don't mind playing dead, boss, as long as it ain't for keeps, but why don't you want nobody to know Brown got it? Very simple, Shorty. When at last, here's Inspector Faraday. Anybody in there? Sure, anybody out there? Inspector Faraday of the police. Who's in there? Uh, let's play this guessing game a little longer, Faraday. It's fun. Blanky, it's you. Let me in or I'll break down the door. Don't go to the trouble of bruising your baby skin, sweetheart. I'll let you in. Shorty, uh, stand where Faraday can't see you right away. And let's give him a little surprise. Oh, sure, boy. Get back in there, Blanky. 
Faraday, you're a good bloodhound. You don't get away from me for long, do you? Oh, I wasn't talking about your ability to find me, Faraday. I, I was looking at your ears. Hello, Monahan. All right, don't talk. You do enough talking for the whole force, don't you, Faraday? Okay, you've been funny long enough. Now you're coming quietly, or am I... Shorty, I thought you were dead. Hi, Inspector Faraday. Nice afternoon, huh? What are you doing here? I got rides here. This is my joint. But you were supposed to be dead. Killed in that automobile explosion uptown. That wasn't Shorty's body, Inspector. No, no. Only my wallet. I, uh, hope you brung it. Well, if that wasn't your body in that car, what was your wallet doing there? I put it there, Inspector. You did, Blackie. Why? I didn't want you or anybody else to know the name of the real victim until I talked to you. Well, if you were at the scene of the explosion, you probably had something to do with it. Who'd you kill this time? The man's name was Larry Brown. Oh, uh, I didn't kill him, Inspector. Well, if you didn't kill him, how do you know his name? I know the name of lots of dead people. Look, I don't want any wisecracks. I just want you. Faraday, this is so sudden, really. I... And also boring. Put that gun away, will you? After I put you away. You're way ahead of yourself. How can you arrest me for the murder of Larry Brown when you haven't even found out who killed Pete Wilson? Wilson was killed because somebody thought he was Larry Brown. So what? Listen. Larry Brown was being shadowed by an out-of-town trigger man hired to kill him. Unfortunately, the trigger man didn't know what Brown looked like. Brown knew that and worked out a very clever scheme to duck his assassin. Yeah, this better be good now, in short. It is. Brown knew his only hope of getting away from the killer for good was to have the killer shoot someone else. Brown owed me money, so he put it in an envelope in his name at his hotel and phoned me to come to the hotel and ask for it. If that's so, why aren't you dead? Because I sent Pete Wilson for that envelope. He went into the hotel, asked for an envelope for Larry Brown. The killer picked him up, took him for a little joyride, and uh, you know what. Okay. But then why was Brown killed? The killer realized his mistake. Or the man who hired him noticed it. So as not to make a mistake again, they wired Brown's car for sound. Well, that's the best one you've ever told, Blackie. But it doesn't get me my killer. Do me a favor, Faraday. I wouldn't do anything for you. Then do it for yourself. Did you release a story to the newspapers that Shorty was killed in the explosion? Yeah, but I can stop it. No, no, don't stop it. Let it go through. Add to it a story that Larry Brown was the intended victim, but escaped and has returned to his room at the Williams Hotel. Are you crazy? I'm crazy enough to get out from under a murder rap. Release that story to the newspapers, and then give me six hours. I wouldn't give you six seconds if I had any sense. Oh, don't feel so badly about it, Faraday. We can't all be smart. I ought to lock you up and never listen to you again. Go ahead, get out of here. Thanks, Faraday. Come on, Shorty. Sure, boy. Remember now, Faraday, for six hours, leave me alone. Get that, Monahan. I'm supposed to leave him alone six hours. I'm not letting him out of my sight six seconds. Come on. This is room 511, sir. Thanks. You're expecting luggage, sir? Uh, later. Bring it up, will you? Yes, sir. Anything else, sir? No, that'll be all. Here's good trouble. Thank you, sir. Come in. Hi, Blackie. Well, what took you so long this time, Shorty? Oh, look, boss, you gave me a tough job. I've been all over town. Did you do what I asked? Sure did, boss. My pals call every mug and chicken man. Yep. And now everyone in town thinks that Larry Brown got out of that explosion okay. And he's right here in room 511 of the Williams Hotel alone. Good work, Shorty. Now scram. I've got to wait for a guy who's coming up here to kill me. Uh, 
so much noise. Four o'clock in the morning. John found me unconscious. Yeah, but somebody in the hall might be awake. And you put him to sleep. Locks open. All right, open the door. Let's go in. I'll get it. Be quiet. What a night for this job. Good. Quiet. You're doing most of the talking. We got a right spear. There's someone in the bed. I'm not going to make any more mistakes. We're going to make sure we kill the right guy this time. Okay. Come on, put it in the bed. Nice to light straight to his eyes. He'll be so blind that he'll never... Then maybe I'd better turn on the light. Huh? Drop that boss, I'll get him. No, you don't. <coughs> don't bother to pick up your gun, pal. I think Inspector Faraday would like to do that himself. Hey, Faraday, come on in. You've been in the next room for hours. I know it. Okay, Blanky. So I didn't leave you alone. So you knew it. If you hadn't outshot this guy, maybe you'd have been glad. I'm glad anyhow, Faraday. You heard this guy here say he wasn't going to make a mistake. He'd kill the wrong guy again. I heard everything. I've been in the next room for hours. Well, um, incidentally, on your way down to headquarters, since we practically had a suite together, Faraday, suppose you stop and pay the bill. Hello? Oh, Blackie, this is Shorty. Say, say, Shorty, where are you? Latchie has been here twice looking for you. Oh, gosh, boss. Did you tell him I was at, uh, Skeet's? No. No, I didn't. You said you were going straight to Skeet, so I thought I'd play it safe and send him to Joe's. Oh, I, I see. Well, where are you? Well, boss, uh, let me tell you. I was going straight to Skeet's when a funny thing happened. You went to Harry's? No, 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 boss. I went straight to Skeet's. <laughs>
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Inspector Faraday, you wanted me here in headquarters for questioning. Here I am, and I know some wonderful answers. Well, Blackie, they better be good. Well, first you answer one question for me. Why am I here? The Worthington pearls have been stolen. That's why you're here. Faraday, really, I'm disappointed in you. Your reason is the same old stuff. I don't say you stole the pearls. I'm just not taking any chances. I'm rounding up every suspect in town. Oh, well, in that case, I- I'm glad you didn't slight me. Well, I'm giving you a good going over. I got men searching your apartment now. And I'm going to have you search, too. Promise you won't tickle? Now, look. Be a nice boy, will you? And behave yourself. Take off your coat. A whistle of waltz. I take off things better that way. Hold it. My coat? You know what I mean. Hello? Inspector, there's a telephone call for Blackie. Can he take it? I suppose so. I'll put him on. Here, Blackie, it's for you. Make it snappy. It's probably Mary Wesley wanting to know what case I'm solving for you now. You never did anything for me but make trouble. Quiet, Faraday. I don't want Mary to know that I'm on speaking terms with you. Hello. Here's your call, Blackie. Thanks. Hello, Blackie? Yeah? Blackie, this shorty. Well? Hey, look, boss, I stopped up at your place again today and the joint's full of cops. I know, but I was going to have the place repainted anyhow. Hey, what do you want? Look, boss, what's up? What did I get you the job for? It's nothing to worry about, Shorty. Faraday's after the Worthington Pearls, that's all. What did you say? <laughs> and this will give you a laugh. He's going to search me for the pearls right now. Hey, hey Blackie, you got your raincoat, would you? Of course I have. It's raining out, isn't it? Why do you ask? Why? Because if you look in the left-hand pocket of your raincoat, you'll find the Worthington Pearls there. That's why. Now Richard Calmer's Boston Blackie. Enemy to those who make him an enemy, friend to those who have no friends. I'm trying to be patient. What are you so happy about, Blackie? Well, I'm glad to see you do something to earn your salary. You're actually making a job out of searching my clothes. Well, stop looking so smart, wise guy. I never said you had the pearls. But you're searching me for them. Oh, uh, don't forget the uh, trouser linings there. I don't need any help from you. Since when? All right, genius. Put your clothes back on. What? No valet service? Come on, come on. Here's your coat. Help me on with it, will you, Faraday? And don't look so unhappy. I could have told you in the beginning you wouldn't find the Worthington pearls on me. I'm not through yet. You brought a raincoat with you. Where is it? I brought a raincoat? What makes you think so? I saw you, that's what. There it is on the chair. No, I hope I don't find the pearls in this coat. I don't want you around here giving our jail a bad name. I'll be glad to help you find them. I said I didn't need your help. Uh Uh-huh. What's this? In the right-hand pocket of the raincoat? My wristwatch. I was taking it to the jewelers to have it fixed. Open the box. You'll see. 
Yeah, just a watch. Take a good look at it, Faraday. I've always said you didn't know what time it was. Well, it's time I convinced you you're not so smart, Blanky. I know that. Hurry up and finish searching my raincoat, will you? Nothing in the lining. No. Nope. Or in the collar. No. Nope. Uh-huh. The left-hand pocket, huh? What's in it, Faraday? There's nothing in it. Take this moth-eaten raincoat and get out of here. <laughs> Thanks. What are you turning up the collar for? To keep the rain off my neck and you to match. Thanks for the lift, George. I'll take you up on something, too, someday. Yeah, I might day off. Oh, hi. Hiya, Blackie. I got here as soon as I could. Just like you told me on the phone. That's fine, Shorty. I sort of got here too soon. I, I couldn't get any apartment. Look, Short, when you have some fast explaining to do, how did those stolen pearls turn up in my raincoat pocket? Oh, gee, boss, they, they were there, huh? Well, you ought to know. You told me. Oh, I hate to hear the answer to this one, boss. What did Inspector Faraday say when he found them? He didn't find them. Huh? That's what I... Huh? He, he didn't find them? No. Now... Tell me how I happen to have them in the first place. Well, you see, it all goes back to before the first place, boss. You, you remember the morning when it was raining and, and I borrowed your raincoat? Yes. Well, I, I didn't want to get your raincoat too wet, so I ducked in Thatcher's rendezvous. And who should shoulder up beside me but Duke Butcher? I don't like that. Oh, no, boss, I like that. Because Duke Butcher ain't looking for me. Then I like that. Uh, no, boss, I don't like that. Because when I get outside and put my hand in your raincoat pocket, what comes up but the widened and poils, which is unloaded on me by Duke Butcher. Well, do you like that or don't you? Well, I don't like it, boss, because you ain't there. And when I get back, so I can tell you that you got the poils in your pocket. But I do like it that Inspector Faraday didn't find them. Well, he hasn't found them yet. You like that, huh? I don't like it, Shorty, because until Faraday finds them, Duke Butcher is going to think that you have them. And let's not worry about it. Let's do something about it. Yeah, it's a good idea, boss. Because Duke is sure going to come around to me asking for them poils. Well, let's go into the apartment. Maybe we can get an idea. Okay. Well, we better work fast, too, boss. Why? Well, Duke is looking to get the poils from me. Whiny Scanlon is looking to get the poils from Duke. And the cops is looking to get them from everybody. Maybe I'll be looking for them myself before we're through. Boss, don't you know where they are? All right, both of you mugs reach. Like, it's Duke. Hello, Duke. Stay where you are, Blackie. I don't mind the sight of blood if it's somebody else's. Boss, don't, don't fool with Duke. He, he ain't very sociable. Or if he were, Shorty, he'd know it's not polite to point at his host. Especially with a gun. Right now, I'm playing host. Bad casting. What do you want? Shorty hasn't told you, huh? Oh, the pearls. Yeah, the pearls. Okay, Shorty. Just a minute, Duke. Shorty doesn't have the pearls. How do you know? He gave them to me. For safekeeping, huh? So you could hand them back to me. All right, let's have them. Sorry, I don't have them either. Quit stalling. I'm not stalling, Duke. I just don't have the pearls. I got ways of finding out about that. Don't get too close to me, Blackie. I know your tricks. Come on, take off your clothes. Oh, not that again. Come on, toss over your coat, but gently. All right. Stand right where you are. Toss your coat over to me. Easy now. Okay. And it's going to be just too bad for both of you guys if I don't find the pearls. All right, Duke. Here's my coat. Catch it. Hey, I said... Hey! Good shot, boss. You got hit him right in the face. All right, away from me. Drop that gun. Stop it. You're breaking my arm. Stop it. Let go of that gun. All right. Pick up his gun, Shorty, and keep it out of his reach. I got it, boy. 
Had him with a gun to take care of you, Blackie. No. What do you bet? Hey, you want me to hit him with something, boss? No. No, thanks, Shorty. I can handle him. Oh. Yeah. Oh, boy, Blackie. Nothing in this room could have hit him any harder than that last punch of yours. He ought to be out for a little while. Yeah. Well, what do we do with him? That depends on how friendly he is after he wakes up. Uh-oh. Hey, gee, boss, I wonder who that is. We might try answering it to find out. Well, what do you say? I say, uh, who's there? It's Faraday. Faraday? Wow. You can say that again. I'm, I'm too scared. We got Duke in here. I'll call. Uh, just a minute, Faraday. I'll be right with you. Hurry it up. I don't have all day. Listen, Shorty. While Duke's still unconscious, tie him up and gag him. Yeah? And then run over to the garage and get the car. Okay, boss, but... What are you going to do with Friday? I'll keep him outside in the hall. Or better still, I'll take him downstairs to the restaurant. Okay. I'll meet you back here in half an hour. Okay, boss. You leave everything to me. I can handle it. Oh, sure, boss. Well, it's about time, Blackie. Uh, you don't want to come into an untidy apartment, Inspector. Hey, I... hey, who are you shopping? You. Listen, I want to talk to you inside. I want to listen to you outside. What are you hiding in there? Six stolen elephants and a giraffe, and we can't open the windows or the pigeons will fly out. Now, be a nice boy, will you? And, and come back some other time, Faraday, please. Now, listen, Blackie. You be square with me. I'll be square with you. But you have a head start at being square, and I do mean head. Now, look, Blackie, I came up here to find... All right, Faraday, all right. I'm sorry. Well, then be sorry enough to tell me what you know about the Worthington pearls. I didn't steal them. I don't have them, period. But you know something about them? Question mark? All right, question mark. You know something about them? <laughs> That's better. Yes, I do. Come on down to the restaurant and I'll try to forget it's impolite to eat and talk at the same time. For one half hour you talked down in that restaurant, Blackie. I still don't know what you said. That's because you weren't listening, Faraday. It's because you gave me double talk. Look, now come on out with it. Or I go into your apartment and stay till you do. I told you all I know. But you told me nothing. Then I've told you all you know, too. Okay, then. I'm coming into your apartment and I'm staying. Don't think you're not welcome, Inspector, because you're not. This gets me a lot of places I'm not welcome. Oh, uh, Faraday, put that gun away, please. You'll hurt yourself. Come on. Come on, let's go inside. All right. But one of us is going to be awfully sorry. I don't doubt it. Open up. After you. You first. Faraday, one of these days, I'm really going to be mixed up in something, and you're going to be so stunned from the shock that you'll let me get away with it. You're lucky you're not already in... Well, Blackie... Now, what the... Wow. You should have been an actor, Blackie. You actually look surprised. What's Duke Butcher doing lying on the floor over there with a knife in his chest? I don't know, and I'm sure he's too dead to tell us, Inspector. All right, Blackie. No wonder you didn't want me in here. I'm taking you down to headquarters. Listen, Let's go. Faraday, listen. Duke is the reason I didn't want you to come in here, but... When I left, he was just knocked out, unconscious. Blackie, I'm not listening, which shows you how smart I'm getting. Look, Shorty was going to tie Duke up while I took you downstairs. And then we were going to dump him with his pals, but very much alive. If he isn't tied up now, then he isn't alive. He's dead. You're going down to headquarters. All right, Inspector. But let me get my hat. Oh, no, you don't. This time, no tricks. Why, Inspector? This is one time you're not going to blow anything in my face, pull any rugs out from under me, throw anything at me, or make any telephone calls, or anything else. Well... You're not going to get away from me this time, Blackie. I've got you right where I want you. For murder. Well, they say murder will out. And believe me, now that it is out, you're in. Now back to Boston Blackie. 
Duke Butcher stole the Worthington pearls and was forced to unload them into Boston Blackie's raincoat. Later, Blackie, while wearing his raincoat, was searched by Police Inspector Faraday. But Blackie had been warned that the pearls were in his pocket, and Faraday mysteriously failed to find the stolen goods. Still later, Duke Butcher came to Blackie's apartment, demanding the pearls from Shorty. There was a fight, and Butcher was knocked out. Faraday arrived, but Blackie took him downstairs to give Shorty a chance to get rid of Butcher. A half hour later, Faraday and Blackie returned, and find Duke Butcher still in Blackie's apartment, but murdered. As we continue our story, Faraday prepares to take Blackie down to headquarters. All right, Blackie, come on, let's go. Won't you at least let me get my raincoat, Faraday? I said no tricks this time. Well, then you get my raincoat for me. What do you say? I say ha-ha, so you'll get a little wet. Come on, I've got a gun on you now. I'm going to keep it on you, and you're going to get moving. All right, Faraday. But if I go out into the rain without my coat, get wet, and die of pneumonia before you can send me to the electric chair, you'll be sorry. Yeah, I'm practically crying. I'll get your handkerchief. Get going, Blackie. Uh, you first? You first. I've got my gun sticking right in your back. Uh, a little higher, Faraday, and move it up and down a little bit. Oh, I like that. I said move. All right, I'm moving. You're pretty helpless when I don't give you a chance to pull one of your tricks, aren't you? Come on, move. This is one time you're not getting away. I figure this is one time he is. Well. Drop your gun, copper. What's sticking in your bag ain't no tootsie roll. Okay, I dropped it. That's the way to keep living, copper. Well, Blackie, I guess you win. But you had to have help from one of your pals. I've never seen this guy before in my life. What? And I don't want you turning around to look at me, copper. I think you could use some sleep. Look, if you think I'm... Well, I appreciate your motives, pal, but aren't your methods a little rough? The inspector's head isn't as hard as it looks. He'll sleep it off. But when he wakes up, he won't laugh it off. Thanks, though. I didn't slug that copper to do you any favors, Blackie. Let's go. Where to? I figure maybe you'd like a little ride in the country. A ride in the country? That's good for the health, I hear. Yeah, generally. What's going to happen to you is going to make a monkey out of whoever said that. My, my, what a lovely day for a ride in the country. Enjoy yourself while you can. When you find out who I am and why I want you, you won't be so happy. How long do I have to wait for that exciting news? When we get to where we're going. You're sure we're going to get there? Look, Blackie, you might as well know it now. I can look in that rearview mirror, too. I see your pal Shorty following us. Oh, well, in that case, this is getting to be a little serious. I saw Shorty behind us the minute we pulled away from your apartment. He's just driven up. I'll take care of him. What now, pal? See that little village up ahead? Yeah. When we get into it, I'm going to stop. Your pal Shorty's going to stop, too, a block behind us. He'll figure he's playing it smart. So? So I was going to pick up a couple of friends of mine in the village. I'll send them back to ride with your pal Shorty instead. And then? Then we'll have Shorty join us at my place. It's going to be a nice little party. A party, huh? Well, why don't we go back to my apartment first and make this sort of a progressive party? Don't worry, Blackie. I'm making all the progress I need. Blackie. Blackie, are you all right? I, uh... I think so, Shorty. I, I oh. think so. Hey, 
Hey, boss, where are we? So dark, I can't see nothing but nothing. In a room in a in a farmhouse, Shorty. Hey, boss, that that pop on the headache came. He must have paralyzed me. I, I can't move nothing. <laughs> You're probably tied up, Shorty. I am. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I I can feel the ropes. Oh, that's different, yeah. Boy, I feel better. Whoever these mugs are, they certainly don't know who I am. I'll have us under these ropes so fast it'll make your hey, head... Hey, boss. The guy what brought you out here, you don't know who he is? I didn't ask him. He's one of these scammers. No nice guy. Oh, I should have guessed that. He's after the Worthington Pearls. Well, sure he is, Blackie. He knew Duke Butcher stole him. Maybe he knew Butcher unloaded him on me and that I gave him to you. That's fine. Gee, Blackie, I'm, I'm sure sorry I let Scanlon's hoods grab me. I was following you, so maybe I could give you some help. Well, we'll get out of here somehow, Shorty. Uh-oh. Here comes Scanlon. Hey, boss, if you can, I think you better give him the pearls. I Why can't give him... Is, is, he's well known by one off, and I can't what he does to a guy. I can't give him the pearls, Shorty. Why not? I'll tell you later. What'll you tell him later? A bedtime story, Scanlon. Hope your boys don't mind the dark. Well, what we can see of it isn't bad. Still a wise guy, ain't you, Blackie? Big boys with little guns don't frighten me, Scanlon. Oh, Shorty told you who I am, huh? And I know what you want, too. The Worthington Pearls. You gave up quicker than I thought you would. Hand them over, I'll let you go. I can't do it. Look, I know you haven't. And what if I don't? Well, we'll see how your pal Shorty here looks in black and blue. Let all of them scare you with that, boss. I don't bruise so easy. Gonna hand over the Pearls, Blackie? I don't know. Yeah, maybe if I kick Shorty around a little, it'll help you to find out. I owe you one for that, Scanlon. Believe me, I'll pay you off. But don't kick him again. Uh, that didn't hurt me none, boss. Don't tell him nothing. You better tell me everything, Blackie. The next one will hurt. Okay, Scanlon. I'll tell you where the pearls are, but you'll have to worry about how to get them. Where are they? At police headquarters. You're lying. Blackie, you said Inspector Friday didn't find them. He didn't, Shorty. Before he got around to searching my raincoat, I sneaked the pearls into the tobacco jar in Inspector Faraday's desk. Okay, Blackie, you put them in police headquarters, now you get them out. I can't. If I show my face in police headquarters, I'll be looking through bars for the next ten years. Then figure out a way for me to get them out of Faraday's tobacco jar. Before I go to work on Shorty again. I'm kicked, boss. There's nothing you can do. Wait a minute. You're from out of town, aren't you, Scanlon? So what? So, I don't think Faraday knows you, does he? I'm not known to the cops anyway. I'm too smart. Good. Yeah? You can walk into Faraday's office and walk out again, can't you? Sure. Then you can go for the pearls yourself. Now, how much sense does that make? I walk into a guy's office, reach into his tobacco jar, walk out again, he doesn't suspect anything. I thought you were smart, Blanky. I'll tell you how you can get into Faraday's tobacco jar without raising suspicion. It's better be good. I think you're stolen. Go down to see Faraday and tell him you know where I am. That should make him your buddy. But to prove you know me, mention that I like to smoke his special tobacco in my pipe. And, uh... And that I want to try some, too, huh? Isn't that simple? Ah. Yeah, that uh, ought to do it. If you play up the angle that I always did smoke his tobacco in my pipe. That sounds good. It's perfect. All you do then is reach inside his tobacco jar, fill your pipe, and palm the pearls. Okay, Blackie, but you better be on the level about this. If I'm not back inside of two hours, my pals have got orders what to do with you. Uh-oh. What kind of orders, Scanlon, old pal? I'll tell you what kind of orders, Shorty. And I'll also tell you all the good jokes I know, so we can die... Laughing. So.
So, you're the famous Inspector Faraday I heard so much about. I'm glad to know you. I'm glad to know you, Scanlon. Especially if you know where I can find Boston Blackie. Well, I don't know exactly, Inspector Faraday, but I have a rough idea. I'll give it to me and I'll smooth it out. I saw Blackie's car turn into a side road off Harrison Pike, ten miles north of the city limits. How do you know it was Blackie's car? Oh, I know Blackie pretty well. How well? I used to be a friend of his. As long as you just used to be, okay. The road Blackie turned in that goes dead end into the river, Inspector, I think you might catch it. Thanks. Oh, oh, by the way, uh, Blackie told me once how much he liked your pipe tobacco. Oh, is that so? Yeah, yeah, I'm a not on good pipe tobacco myself. You mind if I try a pipe for me? No, no, help yourself. I've laid off smoking my pipe for a couple of weeks. Here, the tobacco's in this jar. Ah, thanks. Oh, great aroma. Hey, Inspector, what's that out in the street there? The beginning of a brawl? Huh? Where? I don't see anything. Those kids there screaming at each other. Oh, they're not doing anything wrong. They're just playing a new game. A new game? Screaming at each other? Yeah. <laughs> they call it Blackie Faraday. <laughs> I never heard of it. You want a light? I have one, thanks. How do you like it? Oh, that's fine, fine. Blackie certainly knew what he was talking about. Yeah, he usually does. But don't ever tell him I said so. Nah. So long, Inspector. And when you catch Blackie, tell him I kind of like your tobacco, John. It had something uh, different in it. Hey, Blackie. Scanlon said his hoods were going to bump us if, if, if he wasn't back in two hours. Is it, uh, is it two hours yet? No, Shorty, I don't think so. Oh, there must be a way out of here. Yeah, but where, boss? There ain't no windows or doors locked. Scanlon's hoods are right outside. Oh, I could get through the locked door, all right, but I don't know how to get through Scanlon's men without a gun. Oh, boss, somebody's opening the door. So I hear. Boss, it's Scanlon. Hello, Blackie. Did you get the pearls, Scanlon? Yeah, I got the pearls. Thanks a lot. I sure hate to double-cross a guy who was on the level with me, Blackie, but this is business. Don't move, either one of you. I'll have to let you have it right now. Hey, boss, he's got a gun. Don't worry, Shorty. He won't use it. He'll turn us over to his pals. They do all my killing for me. That's how they make a living. Well, I just put them out of business. What? All right, Inspector Faraday. Hey, Blackie, the joint's full of cops. All right, Scanlon, drop that gun or I'll drop you. Okay, okay. Faraday, for once in my life, I'm glad to see you. And for once in my life, I'm not kidding. Why did you follow me here, copy? You don't have anything on me. You'll get answers from me, Scanlon, when I get through with questions of my own. Take him down to headquarters, Rollins. You can't arrest Take me. Take him away, Rollins. Come give on. him a hand, Thompson. Look, I want to be booked right on. away. Uh, uh, wait a minute, Faraday. Don't you give me orders, Blackie. That's right, Faraday. Don't listen to him. I'm ready to Don't go. take Scanlon away just yet. Hold on a minute, boys. All right. Faraday, why did you follow Scanlon? Well, I'm not so dumb, Blackie. I knew Scanlon was up to something when he said you like my pipe tobacco. You don't smoke a pipe. Now he tells me. Faraday, you're wonderful. Scanlon is the playful little fellow who tapped you on the head when you were taking me to headquarters for the murder of Duke Butcher. Scanlon killed Butcher. You can't prove that. Oh, yes, I can. Duke Butcher was in my apartment looking for the Worthington pearls, which he'd stolen and then planted on Shorty. What? Let me finish before you start making arrests, Inspector. Come on, let me up, will you? Scanlon was trying to hijack the pearls from Butcher. That's why he followed him to my apartment. Blackie, this better be good. This is very bad, Inspector, because Scanlon found Butcher tied up the way Shorty and I left him and killed him. When Butcher insisted, he didn't know who had the pearls. That's crazy. Just how crazy do you think it is, Inspector? Well, I don't know. If Scanlon killed Butcher because he didn't have the pearls, who has them now? Scanlon. Huh? Scanlon has the pearls. Here, I'll show you. I'll search him myself, Blackie. Hold him, boys. All right. 
Frankie, if this is another one of your... Well, I'll be... That's not a string of popcorn you're pulling out of Scanlon's pocket, Faraday. The Worthington Pearls. If Scanlon didn't get these from Butcher, where did he get them? From the tobacco jar in your office. What? How'd they get there? I put them there, Inspector, just before you searched me. You let me chase all over town for these pearls when all the time they were in the tobacco jar on my desk? That's right, Faraday. Put that in your pipe, but don't smoke it. portion of the podcast is sponsored by the Christian Devotional and Prayer Journal for Women. Are you looking for a guided Christian devotional and undated journal to help you deepen your faith and prayer life? Well, look no further. The Women's Bible Study and Devotional is designed to help you explore the Bible in a meaningful way and to develop the habit of regular devotion and prayer. The guide provides scripture-based lessons and activities that will help you draw closer to God and gain an understanding of the Bible's teachings. You can get your copy from Amazon or you can see the link at the top of our show notes. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.